You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcasts by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. We're Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field news and discussion. I'm Jessica and I'm here with my husband and co-host Kyle to discuss the 2021 track and field season opener. Jessica, it feels like we went on a little bit of a, like, I don't want to make light of this, but like a coma. It feels like. Uh, Yeah, I was going to say, it's not a hiatus. It was. It it was just 330 days without track and field. It literally ended with indoor track and field, and then we're back here again. I know we've had cross-country season in between all of that. But we but, didn't get track, and that's my favorite. And I think it probably killed your little track-loving spirit to know yeah. that we didn't have any outdoor to talk about last year whatsoever. None. But I am hopeful. <laughs> you are hopeful. This is going to be the year. It has to be. If they're doing indoor, I I honestly didn't know that they were going to do indoor. So this was a shock to yeah, me. I, I agree with you. If they're going to do indoor, they have to pull out outdoor. Even with Shoot! All the- isn't that like the rule or something? If you're outside, you're better off. I, I don't know. You're the one that's got better knowledge base on that than me. Well, I'm so. not trying to make this a healthcare debate. I'm just saying that's what some people think is if you're outside... It's safer. Logically, I can get there that if you're outside, you probably have a less chance of things happening, contagions and all that kind of stuff. But right. here, we, here we are discussing things that we probably should be discussing. <laughs> well, indoor. We're here. We're here. We made it. We did. 330 days without track and field. It has been a long time, and I was about to start singing the, the, the song from- Nope. <laughs> don't do it. I know what you're going to sing. It's been a- No. <laughs> so- as Kyle said, the last meet that happened was February 23rd, 2020. So exactly like, 11 months to the day yeah. of when they competed. And it was the SEC Indoor Championship meet. And we were just getting to know like all the faces for that year. The new faces, too, in indoor because we would see most of them, if not all of them, again in outdoor competition. Yeah. We were getting excited. So now I feel like I don't even know this team anymore. I don't know any of them. I don't know what's going on. Well, I think we could probably figure it out. <laughs> well, it's a new year. It's new track and field. I know nothing. Well, that's probably good because, you know, most people who have been listening to this show for a while know that I'm just here for the, the comedy factor at this point. So at this point, you know, you got to you gotta toe the line. Well, that's fair. So this episode's going to be a little bit different than our normal episode. So we don't have a lot of background information because there wasn't a lot of background information. This kind of sprung up and on me to be honest like they didn't make a big deal about the the meet even happening like yeah. next thing i know i'm on my phone here's an update from track and field oh by the way we won a few events at the carolina challenge yeah just in case you wanted like, to know what? when did that start and that's i even asked like in our facebook group i, I sent out a message and to other people like does anybody officially know because i know they're going to do the season but i didn't know exactly mm-hmm. when it was going to start and lo and behold like two weeks after i send that out we get results without even knowing the result the the meet was actually happening. Yeah. Well, let's try it. Okay. Let's go through. So we've got a lot of new people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we're pro- we I don't want to say speak for Kyle, but I will probably pronounce some names wrong. So I'm oh, just gonna that's a definite. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and apologize. That is a most definite over here. But we're gonna start off with the Carolina Challenge. Like we said, it was in Columbia, South Carolina, and it took place on Saturday, January 23rd. Now, so smaller meet because it was only one day. Now, do you think that was because of COVID restrictions, though? No. Because next week's is two days. Oh, okay. I think it was just a smaller meet. There were only 10 teams there, um, you know, mostly SEC teams, so... Do you think, like, it was just one of those meets that you used to kind of get going in the season? Correct. Because it, it's typically not just one day ever, is Correct. it? Correct. Normally, it's always Friday, Saturday. But I think, you know, Corona and everything, we're just kind of feeling Everybody it out. put their toe in the water, so to speak. Right. That'd literally. Like put your toe on the track, not water, because this is not swimming and diving. There you go. That was, a bad, that was a bad analogy. Put your toe on the sand. Or if this is outside, you can the steeplechase, you put your toe in the water. Isn't that what it is when mm-hmm. they have to jump in the water? I'm proud of you. You knew something. I know a few things, everyone. Good job. When, when you're the color commentator for like three or four seasons, which you've been doing this with you, you learn a few things. They're not <laughs> usually right, but I do learn something. Well, that's fair. You just, what is it? Talk loud and carry a big stick? Yes. Just walk in with confidence and act like you know what you're doing. Amen. That's what I do every day at my job. <laughs> okay. So let's start off with some men's results for this Carolina challenge. So, for the men's 60 meter finals. So, we did have two competitors from Auburn that made it to the finals. So, there are only eight eight people that make it to the finals. So, we're talking about Jason Reese, who is a junior. He placed 7th with a time of 6.89, and then his teammate Giovanni Murray, also a junior, placed 8th with the exact same time of 6.89. So, I don't know how they figured out who crossed the line first. I'm sure it's like photo finish, but by, literally by a nose. Somebody, somebody yeah. had the longer nose. Yeah, is what maybe so. At that point, so same finish time, but they made it to the final. So I'm impressed. It was, a, and the thing here too, I think people need to remember is even though they finished seventh and eight out of eight competitors, that's in the finals. Right. To make sense for that, like so they actually beat out competition previously to get to the finals. So even though they're last in the actual. <laughs> race that we're counting here they actually beat some people to get there yeah i think there were at least 20 maybe 30 competitors so there you go overall so top half yeah more than top half yeah very it's a big deal to make it to finals so and so let me just go ahead and say on some of these events we did have quite a few competitors so i picked the top three from auburn just like we used to do um i think there were some women's events where we had about six women competing so you may see down the line in the future, you know, some athletes compete in events that we haven't previously talked about. But that's why, just in the interest of saving time. Yes, because we could be talking about a lot of those like flood, <laughs> those flood competitions where there's a ton of people at it, and, uh, distance competitions. Yes, we would be talking about people forever, probably. No, literally. So okay, next one we had the men's 400 meter finals, my favorite race. Um, we had Brandon Smiley, a senior. He placed 16th out of 17 athletes with a time of 50.55 seconds. Now remind me why this is. Your your favorite i don't freaking know it is just so exciting it is, is almost it? so here no you know what i do know why <laughs> it's a sprint but it's almost a distance race so it's not a sprint in that it's a 100 where you were just like you know gunning it guns blazing all the way you have to pace yourself slightly it's not even pacing yourself i mean yes but this is, I can actually watch the athletes for more than two seconds. You know, a 100, they're out of the they're out of the blocks, then they're done. I don't even know what happened. Are you saying you're complaining for people being that fast? No, I'm saying my eyeballs can't keep up. <laughs> this, the 400, all, the 400 is so exciting to run because literally you are just 
I can't even describe it. Your legs just feel like they are on fire. They're going to fall off. It is fabulous. Well, there you go. Now you know why Jessica loves the 400. Let's talk about some distance running for the men. First of all, the men's one mile, a very familiar name from cross country. One of the Rogers brothers, Evan Rogers, a sophomore. He places 17th out of 26 competitors with a time of 4 minutes, 22.7 seconds. The men's 3,000, another Rogers brother, Jack Rogers, the senior, places second out of 17 runners with a time of 8.20. We've also got a couple of other familiar names here. Tommy McDonough, the senior, third out of 17 in that 3,000-meter race. 8.20.1 was his time right behind Jack Rogers. And then Ryan Kinane, the freshman, uh, seven out of 17 time, 8. 38 minutes, 34.5 seconds. So we got to know a lot of these guys during cross country. Yeah. But to see, you know, obviously we knew Jack was probably going to be the leader of the pack just from cross country alone. But the fact that he and Tommy McDonough are right there together is great. Yep. I love it. So moving on to some field events, um, we have the men's 60 meter hurdles. Um, So this is the prelim. These two athletes did not actually make it to the finals, but I felt like it was important for us to recognize them because it's not... All the time that we actually have hurdlers. And you so, just want to pronounce this name coming up. That's what Lynn. I really don't. Oh, but, you're, oh you're, <clears> I'm <throat> sitting back and going to watch this. Oh, gosh. Well, the first one is David Edmondson. He's a sophomore. He placed 12th out of 13 athletes with a time of 8.8 seconds. And then Alex. Mm, all right, everybody. Everybody, hold on, hold on. Everybody, everybody, hold on. Just get ready for this. I really thought you were going to have to say this. Get, get your popcorn ready. Here we go. Spiridonidus. <laughs> Alex, we are so sorry. We are not making fun of your name. We're making more fun of our... Of Jessica. Uh, well, of our southern accents and trying to pronounce things. We're not good at it. We have to enunciate. Alex. Spyridonidus. Oh. Spyridonidus. See? Good job. Alex S. He's a junior. He did great. He placed 13th, and he had a time of 8.86 seconds. Well, there you go. We'll, we'll remember Alex from now on. <laughs> yes. Um, another field event, we had the men's high jump, another fun event to watch. So we had Dontavious Hill, a junior, actually placed first um, with a jump of 2.15 meters, or for us Americans, seven feet, half an inch. <laughs> then we had um, TJ Funches, a freshman, placed fifth out of six athletes, with a jump of 2.0 meters or 6 feet, 6.75 inches. So two reasons why I'm excited here. We all know this, those of you that have been listening, that I value more the first, second place, the, the placements, the yes, metal Kyle placings. Does. And Jessica values the, the PRs, the which PRs. Is, makes, and logically, I get there. I understand why that's more important, technically. Uh, but I just love seeing first, second, third place. So great win for Don Tavis. And we've been following him this last two years he's a junior now and we haven't i don't think we've ever seen him actually win an event we've seen him get uh close yeah but the the fact that we're actually getting to see him finally get a gold is awesome that's not why i thought you were gonna be excited i thought you were excited about funches like funches hall oh i didn't even put that together yeah so a little little bit of a side here a lot of the biology students spend a lot of time in funches slash fungus hall yep and literally at the bottom there is like the fungus laboratories too so and it smells so I love the smell though because oh that like gosh, that's like my that. it's just nostalgic you know like that's what I went into for classes every day. I hated that building. I only had one class there at Auburn. It was like the pits of H E double hockey sticks, and <laughs> what? it just was like on the far side of campus. Anyway, this has nothing to do with the track and field. <laughs> but the fact that it relates back to T J Funches, right? Maybe it's his great great grandfather's. Maybe you. So you've been insulting his great great grandfather's? No, no, no. I was just insulting the building. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> 
Hey Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about some pole vault. All right, pole vaulting with jumping and all of those kind of things. James Corson, very familiar name, Jr. He places second out of 16th with a jump of 5.26 meters. I'm not going to worry about the conversions. We can get reused to metrics on here. Or oh, not gee, metrics, we're just going to be like those people on the other side yes, of the pond. Yes, we, we can be like those. Sorry, D, we're not no, no, all love over here. <laughs> uh, another. So a couple of new names here. We've already talked about one of them. Uh, Matthew Asplund. A freshman, 6th out of 16th, with a jump of 4.86 meters. And then Alex Spyridonidis. Wow. Good job. You're killing it. <laughs> the junior, 8th out of 16, 4.71 meters. So all of our jumpers there are in the top half of the group of 16. So great start to the yeah. year on pole vault for the men. For the long jump, another familiar name. We already talked about David Edmondson, the sophomore, 11th out of 16th, with a jump of 6.46 meters. You know what I really love? I love seeing athletes that are really... Um, Versatile. Yes. Good job. That was the word I was looking for that I couldn't come up with. <laughs> You're still... She's still back on Spyridonidus. Yeah, I'm still lost. And Funchess. I think I've gotten better because in basketball, I have to pronounce Babatunde Akingbola huh. all the time. I could just call him Stretch, but I do like just saying his, full, his name out fully. Babatunde Akingbola and you, Spyridonidus. You are doing great. No, but what I was saying is I really like these versatile athletes because I was never a versatile athlete. I literally could run, and that's all I could do. So I love seeing these athletes that can jump and pole vault and, you know, hurdle and all extra things. <laughs> all the things. So, okay, moving on to shot put and the weight throw, Kyle's favorite thing. So for the men's shot put, we had one competitor, Kyle Moisen. Moisen? Is that, that's how I would say it, Moisen. That's interesting. Kyle, he's a freshman. Wait, wait, wait. wait. How would you say it? Mawson? Mosen? Moisen. I don't like think, that. Think, how do you, how's the word moist spelled? No! <laughs> M-O-I-S-T. His name is spelled M-O-I-S-O-N. Moisen. Uh, I'm laughing because that is my least favorite word in the English language, so... He probably hates it now, too, because we just make fun of his name. Yeah. Kyle... Kyle M, he's a freshman. <laughs> he placed fifth out of 10 athletes with a throw of 15.44 meters or 50 feet 8 inches. Mm. Then we had the men's weight throw. So we had two Kyles in this one. Kyle Brown, he's a sophomore. He placed first as a sophomore 
out of nine athletes with a throw of 20.23 meters. Then Kyle M., a freshman with a throw of 17.98 meters and a fourth place finish. And Eric Ebel, a, na- a name that's familiar to us. Mm-hmm. He's a sophomore, placed fifth with a throw of 17.59 meters. Let me break all this down for you. A bunch of Kyles, familiar name in Eric Ebel, and a gold. That's a win-win for me I was in, say, in my favorite events. And your favorite name, because it's your name, right? It's ab- Absolutely. And I love the name Moisten, too, because oh. it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. It's not that it makes me uncomfortable. It's how you say it. It's just you enunciate it too much. Moist. I don't think you're supposed to say it like that. Moisten. <laughs> Talk about some girls. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to some women events here. The 60-meter finals is what we'll talk about first. Another new name. Zatoria Thompson, the freshman, fit out of nine competitors with a time of 7.67 seconds. A great start for her. First time we're seeing her. Obviously her first event here as part of the Auburn Tigers. We'll be on the 200-meter finals. A couple of names here. Destiny Charles, the sophomore, 10th out of 30 with a time of 24.53 seconds. Uh, Naya Benton Andrews, the freshman, 13th out of 30 with a time of 24.85 seconds. And then Tyler Colbert, Colbert or Colbert, I can I can never remember. Colbert is what we're going to say. Junior, uh, 16th out of 30 with a time of 25.18 seconds. I was really proud of these these ladies yeah. for this 200 meter. I mean, honestly, if we can get one more, which I, I believe this was the event that we had six athletes competing in, but I could be wrong. But there's potential for a good four by two team. Yeah, definitely. And the, well, the fact that you've got three ladies in the top half exactly. essentially of the competition here is going to set a good precedent for the rest of the year. Yep, I agree. So moving on to some distance races, the women's 800 meter finals. Um, we had Jennifer Dietrich, a senior, placed 14th out of 28 with a time of 2 minutes, 18.2 seconds, followed closely behind by freshman Samantha Rogers, placing 16th in 2 minutes, 18 seconds. 18.8 seconds. And then finally, Faith Bet, a senior, placed 18th with a time of 2 minutes, 20.8 seconds. So that's the one I know we had six women compete in. Yeah. So everybody loves the half mile, apparently. Yeah, it looked like a very strong field, too. Yeah, yeah. So f- another opportunity for us to have a strong 4 by 8 team. Um, the women's mile, we had one competitor. We had Presley Weems, a junior. She won the event out of 23 athletes with a PR of 4 minutes, 46.0 seconds. And these are probably, this is probably one of the ones I'm most proud of too. Just like Dontavious Hill, seeing Presley do a lot of good things, got very high up there in terms of where she placed overall. Had PRs before, but in terms of placements, you know, getting first this time. And so it's, it's nice to see that actually happen as they kind of get longer into their time here at all. And how great that your first meet after 330 days, I'm going to keep saying that, you know, after almost a full year, your very first meet, you come out not only with a gold medal, but with a PR. Yeah. Like, dang. So this girl has trained. I mean, that's I, this really what this proves to me is this team trained really hard regardless of the pandemic. Well, what else were you going to do except, you know. I mean, amen to that. To do what we did and just sit on the couch all day. but Well, and go to work and get chunky. That's but, true. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I'm really proud to see that these, these athletes didn't slack off. They did better than, than we did. <laughs> apparently so. We have very low opinions of ourselves, apparently. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about the 60-meter hurdles. Finals, we got one name to talk about here. Kiara McCarroll, 
Uh, we are somewhat familiar with her. Not a ton, but I think she's one of the newcomers from last year that we didn't get to that know. That we didn't, all, yeah. Get to I know agree. all that much. Junior, she plays eighth out of eight in the finals, remember, though. So she made it to the finals, even though she's technically last in the finals <laughs> competition. 9.28 seconds for her in the 60-meter hurdles. Now we'll talk about one of Jessica's favorites, the 4 by 400 See, this is just cruel punishment. You had to pronounce uh, Spyrodonidus, and I'm getting to take your relay from you. I know. It's, it's my lot in life. The 4x400 relay, Naya Benton-Andrews, Jennifer Dietrich, Patricia Moody, a new name, Tyler Colbert. Fifth out of sixth right there in terms of competition, time of 3 minutes 57.9 seconds. So not last, but somewhere to work up from. It's hard to come come back from a 4x4 because that is my favorite. And normally that's the final event that they talk about, you know, when they're doing results. So it must not have been the final event of the day. So moving on to women's high jump, we had Kamaya Denti, a freshman, placed third out of 16 athletes with a jump of 1.71 meters, followed by Caroline Lawrence, a senior who we are familiar with from last year. She placed fifth with a jump of 1.66 meters, and then Allison Tanner, another freshman, with a seventh place finish and a jump of 1.61 meters. A lot of athletes being in the top half of competition. This makes me very excited for what's going to happen. I was going to say, you are probably just... Well, it's just real I, proud. I, I understand that this is the first competition of the year, and this is probably not the strongest competition we're going to see. But it's encouraging to see them taking care of business and putting a lot of people in the top half of competition. Yeah, that's fair. So women's pole vault. Man, Kyle, you just love to give me these difficult names. Hey, you wrote this thing, not me. We have Lexi Linaweber. I don't know. That's, how, that's what I would have said. Yeah. Okay. Lexi, thank goodness, that's an easy name to say. She is a freshman. She placed eighth out of 18 athletes, so top half, like you said, with a pole vault of 3.78 meters or 12 feet, 4.75 inches. Another new name for Jessica to learn and stumble over the entire year. So we appreciate it, Lexi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll round us out with the rest of the competition here for women. We've got three more events to talk about. First, the women's long jump. We have Imani Jones, a senior, placed ninth out of 18th with a jump of 5.31 meters. Followed by Sarah Little, the junior, 12th out of 18th with a 5.13 meter jump. Then the shot put finals, Jocelyn Budwig, a sophomore, 6th out of 15, throw of 15.38 meters. And then where all the, uh, a lot of the competition, you know, spotlight goes because a big name like Maddie Malone is here. In the weight throw competition, the junior, 1st out of 16, she starts the year off great uh, with a throw of 22.2 meters. And I think we were reading about this, she broke... The South, the Carolina Challenge, and that facility record, and, and her PR, and I think as of this moment has the record for the year of competition. Obviously, that yes. will change most likely. But the fact that that's—I <laughs> don't know of a better way you start. I was gonna say she is killing it this early in the season. Also in the weight throw, we had Jocelyn Budwig, a sophomore, uh, fifth out of sixteen with a throw of seventeen point three two meters, and Mara Huault. If that's, I probably messed that one up. But sophomore, sixth out of 16, 17.13 meters. So here's my takeaways. Tell me. Four golds. I think there's also a, a silver in there as well. Yep. yep. We have a ton of athletes in the top half of the competition. Yep. That's, a, that's pretty solid ground to start on. There. I am honestly, I think I'm more proud this time than I've ever been of our team. Well, 
I won't say that we've not had like the highest of heights in track and field since we've been covering it, but we've had some high moments, whether it was absolutely Maddie Malone's been a Maddie Malone. You know, we talked about uh, we've had javelin uh, success Mm -hmm. at times. Mm -hmm. We've even had some distance running at times and even in some, uh, you know, uh, sprints that we've had. So it's been spot here and there, but this really feels like a team that can start to kind of build together and maybe do a lot more as a team and not just as individuals. Yeah, I agree. And you know, from not knowing that this season was going to exist till now, I am really, really excited about the future for this team. So let's just cross our fingers that we can keep, oh, keep competing. I know. Don't say that. So moving on and looking forward, we have Auburn. They come back January 29th. So this upcoming weekend um, at the Bob Pollock meet in Clemson, South Carolina. It's an old familiar race that we've talked about a lot. And it's one of the more famous ones in indoor competition. And yeah, glad to see us there again. Yep. Well, thanks for listening, and we look forward to joining you next time. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it, the only question remains, do you?